going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast with your host, me, Jarrell. Thank you for checking out the show today. I greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to tell some people about it. Your cousin, your mom, your dad. It really doesn't matter. Just tell somebody about it if you feel like it can help them. If you want to follow me on platforms, check me out on Twitter. Check me out on TikTok. Check me out on Instagram. Pretty much if it's a social media platform, I am on it. But that's enough about that. Enjoy today's show. These insecurities shadowing me. I don't say how I feel, afraid to look weak. But since you got close, difference is What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. I do apologize if you hear any noise in the background. It is quarantine, so there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, But today, the topic of the day is what builds character in a man? There's a lot of things that a man can experience that will build character if he takes something from it but in all reality it starts from the earliest stages of childhood i would say around the ages of five to six when young boys really start to learn the way of the world in its most high level form is really when they start to deduce different things and classify it with different characteristics right so let's talk about the household first the household plays as anyone would guess, an astronomical role in what builds character in a young man. Is it a single parent household? Is the first thing that we need to look at. And it doesn't necessarily matter who raises them, but if we just look at it from a single parent household, does it make a difference if mom raises you alone versus if dad raises you alone? It makes a difference more And this is just in what I have seen. I do not have direct experience with this as I did grow up with two parents in the household for the most part. I mean, there were times where um, my parents weren't married. There were times where they were married and my mom and I weren't there. But for the most part, my dad was in my life, I would say, from the ages of, from when I can remember, so let's just say three to 18, if I had to put a percentage on that, he was in my life probably 92 to 94% of the time. So he was, he was pretty impactful in how I was raised. But I think it matters most if a single mom is raising a young boy because as strong as she may be, there are a lot of things that are just hard lessons to teach when you haven't lived that life. You can have all the experience as far as what you see, what you know, what you've been told, but having to actually relay that hits differently when it's coming from a woman. Not that a son won't respect his mother any less, 
because it's coming from a woman, but it's just certain ways that men can talk to their sons where their message is relayed and it impacts much deeper. And that's not always the case. Obviously, there are women out there who do a phenomenal job raising their sons. And this is not to discredit women who are raising sons and or daughters. But since we're focusing on men, we're, we're going to talk about boys, you know, not to discredit any of the mothers out there who are raising sons. But hopefully you do understand where I'm coming from when I say having his father in his life, even in a different household, is more impactful than a woman who raises a son almost exclusively by herself. So let's talk about that. A woman can teach you how to stand up and pee. A woman can teach you how to list out your ABCs, one, two, threes, help you with your homework. A woman can give you advice on love, dating relationships, but that's one sided when it comes to that. So a woman who raises a son without a father at all. And for this purpose, we're going to say also without a father figure, the lessons that she has to teach can still instill character in her son. Let's talk about son how you talk to women you talk to them a certain way you respect them you don't put your hands on them how you treat women you are to be a gentleman at all times know your manners say please thank you all those kinds of things how to defend yourself all these things help build the foundation of a character in a in a son or a boy and these are all fundamental to him taking this absorbing it and then implementing it in different areas of his life. So a mother can instill a lot of great things as the foundation on which a boy can become a man. But again, as I said, when a man is relaying this information, it hits differently. I have seen more negative side effects from sons without their fathers, either entirely or even partially. And it, it mentally, it does something to them. I personally can't explain it but i see it it's a emptiness that exists with them that cannot always be put into words it's more so how they feel and what they can speak on it exists with mothers to a certain extent but in most cases you don't see too many mothers just giving up their child at all really so that also has to be taken into consideration but how a mother raises her child alone is different from how she would raise her son with a father figure in the household and or as a mentor of sorts. And also how she would raise her son with help from his biological father. So let's let's uh, dive in. So but before we get to that, let's dive in on a father raising his son exclusively by himself and although this occurrence may be rare it happens it happens right so in my personal opinion a father who's able to raise his son by himself may be able to build character as what a man should be if he has a good father much more easily than how his mother might be able to do it but in doing that he may lack, and he talking about the son, he may lack the development and the emotional side that he may need when it comes to relationships in his life. As men, we talk about raising our son a certain way. We want him to be tough. 
We want him to, you know, if we were athletic, be athletic, be a man, handle himself at all times. Has nothing to do about beta alpha type stuff or omega. It's simply what we envision our sons to be. A model of ourselves, but hopefully even better. But with that tough love comes a lack of development on that emotional side. Not always, but the tendency will lean towards supporting that argument. And that's because as men, we don't always have the equal balance of love and the period's form of itself and tough love. That's all. That's hard for us as men to distinguish. So if he has a good father, at the very least, he will have the character built to have the necessary tools of what it takes to grow up and be, at the very least, a decent man in general. Not talking about relationships, but in general. So he should come up and he should be a provider because that's what we teach. He should come up and be able to defend himself, both physically and intellectually, if he needs to. He's going to come up knowing how to deal with different situations that may not always be in his favor, how to make money, how to survive. The foundation of those things will be present. But as I said, if we don't develop them correctly from the emotional side, we will make them too hard. And then when they grow up, they have different issues and we don't always know where they stem from. So now we've talked about how he could be raised in some of the traits of a foundation of what he would have as far as characteristics go from a single mom and a single father. Let's talk about it now from an equal household, mother and father are present for an extended amount of time, even if they don't stay together. So they're not married for 25 years. But let's just say that they were together during the crucial years of their childhood. So let's put that at anywhere from six to 14. So if they were in there during that time range consistently, because the boys are developing at a high level, they're in sports probably at this time. They're starting to like girls at this time. They're, you know, starting to have different friends, different feelings, different emotions about different things. And you have both sides to help develop both sides of those thought processes, the good and the bad, the tough love and the pure love. A lot of times people don't realize how important it is to have both aspects, preferably in the same household. Not to say that a outstanding young man can't come in and treat your son as his own. And that connection could be amazing, but there will always be, no matter how amazing that connection is, depending on where that son stands with his biological father, there may always be that emptiness that will always be searching to be quenched, always. Because to them, and I've spoken to many, many uh, people who do not or did not have uh, their fathers in their life, it comes off as, like I said, an emptiness, but it, if it could materialize itself, it would come off as questions. Questions that were never answered as to why they aren't around. And if they never get the answer to the questions that they have internally, a lot of times that will always leave a void. And that void manifests itself in different ways when it comes to their emotions. Women of all people may not really know what men go through from that aspect. And how it 
shapes and shifts the way they handle situations. It's not always black and white. The gray area sometimes is much larger than either of the black and white sides. And a lot of times on top of that, because a lot of this is subconscious, it's hard to get a grasp of why we are feeling this way. Again, because there's no answers. So in a lot of times we're emotionally left helpless because we have been searching for something that we may never get the answers to. And worse yet, that void may never be filled. So when you have two parents in there, the character that can be built grows substantially because you have the pure love that can come from both sides. But now the father doesn't have to focus as much on the pure love because he would get that from his mother and he would get the pure love that he needs from his father. So collectively, you will have both sides of here's how you treat a woman. Both sides of here's how you handle situations. Both sides of here's how you can survive. And if you have two parents who are on the same, if not similar wavelengths about how you should rear a child, those things shouldn't be so far apart. They should almost mirror one another just from two different sexes. So once he gets through that childhood, he's, he's 18 now. He's uh, maybe off on his own in college, whatever he chooses to do. He now has the experiences of life to build that character. The world will teach you some of the toughest lessons that your parents can never teach you, that you only heard about as a child. And that's when the finalizing of the building of character happens. From 18 to 28, that decade is really what defines a man. To be clear, I am not saying that he can't change or adapt to different situations past 28. But what I'm saying is, those 10 years are the last crucial years to manipulate his mind into the man that he will eventually become long term. Now, people change all the time, but they also say you can't teach your old dog new tricks. That is true in a sense, not in its entirety, but in a true sense. Because typically, once we create our habits, whether those be positive or negative in our life, we stick with them. The amount of diligence that it takes to break said habits, to alter those to be positive is much more difficult because they're entrenched in us for such a long period of time. So when you have 18 to 28 and he experiences maybe real love for the first time and some people may disagree with me, but I think realistically, you probably haven't experienced real true love until you're 23, 24. And the reason I say that is because depending on your situation, maybe you've had multiple relationships at this point, good ones, mediocre ones, bad ones. You've seen a few different sides of people, whether it's men or women, and you've seen enough to come to some sort of conclusion, which then manifests itself as a type. Many people have types. 
So then you begin to say, all right, well, I don't like this about this person. If I see that, that's a yellow flag. If I see that, that's a red one. Not happening. So now you have a way of thinking about this where you have kind of a loose consensus of what fits you and your mold. And until you've had that experience, it's hard for you to convince me of true love. Again, not to say that there aren't any outliers, but the likelihood that that lasts long term in this day and age is much more unlikely than it was for your grandmas, grandpas, great grandmas, aunts and such. There's much more access to people that we have now that offers temptations that they didn't have then. Their mindset back then was to find somebody, stick with them until you die, good or bad. Now people divorce like they get coffee at Starbucks, but I'm, I'm getting off kind of topic. So let's <laughs> let me jump back into what I was saying. Between 18 and 28 are the crucial years where a man will really build the last bit of character that he can have that will help sustain him long term throughout his life. So here he's going to experience, like I said, probably love for the first time. He's going to experience, you know, having to get a job, having to get an apartment, whether it be with his brother or best friend, whatever it may be paying bills. Again, this is all stuff that you hear about. And if you were in college now, no one is going to, you know, set your alarm clock for you. Damn, I'm old. Sorry. Set your Smartphone, I think I think only old people have alarm clocks still. But and if you have an alarm clock and you're like 27, hey, you, no harm, no foul, do you? Whatever wakes you up in the morning, go for it. You know, so now you have to put your own schedule together. All right, I got to get up at seven. I got class at eight. All these things you go through to, you know, begin to add structure to your life. And, you know, of course, you'll have your parents, you know, call you, check on you, maybe live close to them they'll come visit you and such but for the most part you're you're on your own any mistakes you make your parents may you know bail you out but as far as who's in it with you it's you if you miss class you need a c to pass and you got a d your parents may you know pony up for you to take that class over but as far as who's responsible for doing it is you if you Quit college altogether and you say, you know what, I'm going to go live this real world shit. Your parents may help you out, may fund you for a few months, but who's in it is you. And as far as relationships go, if both parents are there, you know, you're going to have dad be like, oh, OK, son, hey, uh, you meet any nice young ladies out there at, at college? Yeah, dad, I guess one or two. Oh, OK, well, tell me about them. You tell them about them. And then mom comes like, who are these heifers that you, your daddy talking about you talking to? Ain't none of these heifers good for my baby. You know how moms are. But that will that will begin to shape him. A man who learns first in any situation can build character a lot quicker from a bad relationship, from bad decisions within a relationship, from bad decisions in life. If he takes the time to learn, he will always have the opportunity to build character. But by adjusting those even a little bit can alter how the outcome happens. Right. So for me, I had the I will say luxury of growing up with, like I said, for the most part, 
two parents in the house at least till I was 18. My mom left, left my dad twice, probably for, I don't really remember. We'll just say three years at a time. So I mean, not at a time, sorry, three years total. And I want to say they were married for 10 or 11 years. Or maybe it was eight to 10 years. I don't know. This is all old now. We'll just say for the record, it was 10 years. So they divorced when I was 18. So that means they got married around when I was eight. So right in that age range that I was talking about earlier. So my mom went to college, got her bachelor's. My grandma kept me. She went off and got her master's. My dad has always been blue collar, work with his hands, can build and fix anything. And I mean anything. I don't know how he knows how to build and fix stuff that he knows how to build and fix. But obviously I'm, I'm a product of that. So I have the book smarts from, well, not to say my dad's not intelligent, <laughs> but I have the book smarts, book smarts from my mom. And I have the blue collar can work with my hands from my dad. Now, my mom wasn't from the suburbs. She, you know, lived in the projects. My dad lived in, you know, the hood. Right. So I, I wasn't they weren't too far away from, you know, things that happened in the world. But my mom was definitely more clean cut than my dad was. Right. Like I've. I heard stories about my dad, you know, where he has, you know, beaten people with bats and things of that nature. But and I'm also grateful, though, because I have two different sides to learn from. Right. So a lot of what I've become as a man now, I got from my parents. But then there were also negative sides that I had to learn on my own that affected how I handled different things in life. For example, I'll, I'll just allow y'all into my world for a quick second. Mom, my mom pretty much always, you know, like I said, she was clean cut, right? She's just straight down the middle, do things the right way. You know, my dad pretty much was like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Don't know who the fuck came up with that saying, but I will apply it there. Uh, but my mom always said, you know, do things the right way. She was a God. Well, both of my parents are God fearing. I'll say that. Um, my dad just got on a little later <laughs> than my mom. But uh, anyway, so my, my dad was like, you know, there's more, more than one way to do things. But he also always taught me to be a gentleman. Right. And the reason why my parents divorced, if you ask them, it's two different reasons. And to this day, I don't actually know why, but I don't think that I care to know why, because what old people always tell us when we was young, stay out of grown folks business. And like I said, they divorced when I was 18. So I was a man at that point. And I'm not going to be like, hey, man, what's going on? Why y'all don't love each other anymore? Who am I going to live with? Blah, blah, blah. I was I was past that point. But then that shaped how I looked at marriage that shaped how I looked at relationships and my parents were never overly um what's the word I can't think of the word now but I'll just I'll insert loving in here right so 
I never saw my mom and dad hug each other a lot or kiss each other a lot or really seem like they were into each other or love each other a lot. My mom hugged me, you know, probably more than, you know, than I, than I presently remember. Uh, my dad probably hugged me some, but again, for the most part, it was just like an unspoken thing. Like we love you because we, you know, like we pay for stuff <laughs> or whatever the case is. Um, so, and also that, that affected me now. So in a lot of my relationships, I'm not as, um, again, loving as probably some women are used to. Um, they're used to guys who are very handsy, I guess. A ton of I love yous and a ton of just, you know, I guess normal things is, is what it would be called. And I didn't grow up with that. So that was something that affected me as I got older. Even I love yous are, are you know, difficult for me to say. So although the, the character foundation that was set early and that helped me thrive from a career standpoint, and, and being a man standpoint, a lot of the characteristics that came with love and things of that nature had to be developed at a later point. So there's positives and negatives that come with it. I can assure you that the lessons that my dad taught me about the streets, how to um, read people, about just being a black man in general. My mom told me stories but my dad experienced different things. So he was able to go more in depth about the things that I, you know, more than likely would experience because of who I am and what my skin color is. And I hate to say, unfortunately, he was right. I was I was prepared for it. There was no wool pulled over my eyes as to how life would be shaped. But again, in certain areas, even with two parents in there, I had to learn things on my own that just life taught me. And I will say a lot of the things that I learned on my own um, really pushed me to be where I am currently. And and I'm a work in progress, y'all. So don't even with this podcast, please understand I'm working right. I can only talk about the things that I've experienced. So y'all won't hear me talk about. Uh, marriage, never been married. Y'all will never hear me talk about, you know, parenting a kid unless it's directly from my experience because I don't have any kids. You know, no, you'll never hear me talk about going through a divorce because I've never experienced it. So I only stay on the side of which things that I have experienced or I have probably a, a more in-depth knowledge of certain things I'm not touching. I'll leave that to, you know, other uh, people who have experienced it and who may, may be able to better explain certain things. Building character in a man is so important because if you don't build that character in a man early, like I said, those those foundational years where he has the ability to absorb everything he needs, that 18 to 28 could potentially be rough for him. So women if you need to. And and I would almost suggest it. You can raise a boy to be a man just fine. But if there's anything that you are unsure about, consult a man that you believe in, that you have seen him walk 
and what he preaches. That's so important. And if you don't have anybody that you feel could offer you that, read books. I know that may sound like, what is a book going to tell me? Life changes is not my son. You know, it was their son. It could be a different circumstance. At least arm yourself with the knowledge to be able to present something. Not having answers means that your son could go potentially look for answers elsewhere. And that may not be the answer that you were hoping that they would get. So now you're dealing with something else. And again, not to say that it can't be corrected, but at least provide something just enough to hold them over until you're able to go collect the knowledge that you need and then come back with something substantial that they can hold on to. Men, we're equipped for this shit, but be an example and don't be example by not being in their lives and then telling them stories about how to be a man. The first step of being a man is being in their life despite a woman, how you feel about her or how you feel about how y'all situation ended. That's the first step to being a man. I don't care if it was one night she got knocked up. Y'all was at the club. Now you got a son from it. I could care less that y'all don't have a relationship and no relationship was built. You knew what you came in there for. You knew what the possibilities were. So now be a man. Take care of your son. Be consistent. Be consistent every day for homework something as as small as that be consistent for birthdays be consistent for sports or shit plays whatever it is provide him the tools that he needs to be successful as a man create that foundation so when he gets out into the real world and yeah he may have you to lean on as far as a phone call but when he doesn't when you're not around when you're not watching him he still has the things that he needs to be his best self whether you're watching or not. And parent, parents, if you're together, one of the things that I talk about is, is compatibility and what is one of my three C's. And part of having compatibility is understanding that how you think that a child should be raised doesn't fall off the tracks. For example, if you think that spanking a child is the proper way to raise them and your partner doesn't, but you get into a relationship and have a child anyway, guess what? That's going to cause problems. If you are a Christian and your husband is Muslim or Jehovah's Witness or like whatever the difference is, and then you want to raise your child the one religion and they want to raise their child or raise the child the other religion, spoiler alert, it's going to cause issues. So compatibility also applies to parenting y'all don't necessarily need to be on the same page but y'all damn sure need to be in the same chapter and i'm not talking about like a harry potter chapter where it's you know 87 pages i'm talking about a regular you know 12 to 28 page chapter anything beyond that y'all may as well be in another chapter but building that character is what creates the men that women want the good men the quote-unquote good men not to say that that can't alter because not every good man makes the best decisions all the time. We're human. We're not robots. So understand that building that character is imperative. So every woman out there that complains that there are no good men left in the world, understand that part of raising good men, especially when you're on your own doing it, comes from you. 
So when the next generation comes up and say, ain't no good men in the world, you can stand up and say, well, you haven't met my son. When the next generation comes up from a single father perspective, there are no good men in the world. You haven't met my son. From a two parent household, there are no good men in this world. Y'all will be able to stand up and say, you haven't met our son. Principles that you place into their life become the pillars of the character that you build for them in the future. It starts when they're young, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from. Teach them what they need to know. And once that has been instilled in them, chances are they won't entirely deviate from the lessons that they've learned from your teachings. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of What Builds Character in a Man. I feel like I could talk about that for a while on so many different topics, and maybe I'll revisit it at another point in time, maybe in season three or something like that. Um, season two, I'm going to go a little, a little bit of a different route, but if you guys enjoy this episode, tell somebody about it, post it on your IG, tweet about it, TikTok about it, YouTube about it. Whatever you feel like you need to do to let the world know that, hey, this is halfway decent. Three stars out of five. If you haven't rated it already on Apple Music Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, I'm not sure what it's called. Team Android. But rate it on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate all the love, all the support. Hopefully you guys are being safe out there still. I know a lot of states have uh, issued a mandatory um, shelter in place type situations or AKA stay your ass home. But please do so. So while you're in the house, listen to the Good Men Exist podcast over and over and over, you know, streams, downloads, what can I say? And more importantly than that, be great people. <laughs>